I'm Behumit. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to The Monologues. We are thrusting through space with more big game energy in Starfield, the open world space exploration RPG. And pairing that with a brew from our Colorado trip, it's a collaboration brew from Ecliptic and Fort George Brewing with their cosmic collaboration, the Black Cold IPA. Big game energy. Also some big (laughs) brew energy and some big Jesse energy up in there. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> as we just kind of both, I think, found out today, uh, so that we got that when we were in Colorado, but it's from Oregon. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I didn't find that out today. I had actually found that out a little while back. Like, I mean, it's it's probably been a couple of weeks that I realized that it wasn't actually from uh, uh, Colorado. Like when, so when I made it back from my uh, trip and found that my other can was missing, from this uh, brew, uh, I went to go try to find it, and I realized, hey, neither one of those brew uh, brewers are from Colorado. So, like, what the heck? How, how did we even find this in Colorado? Yeah. See, so, you, just, so I just found that out today, and I'm playing like real nonchalant right now. But this episode's about Starfield. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I couldn't hold it in any longer, dude. I got to go to space. I have been jonesing <laughs> for this game like a bunch of other people. Um, but yeah, so you. I'm going to try to keep this controlled. You have to give me um, a little bit of leeway on this. I'm going to go in and out of excitement because <laughs> I am super stoked about this game. Yeah. I mean, what's not to really be stoked about? I mean, this game has been talked about for years now. Like, it's it's been out there, you know. Um, everybody's been wanting to see what Bethesda was going to do with their next big RPG. Here it is. So, let's talk about it. Let's talk but first, about it. I let's think crack let's open. crack yeah. open this beer. Yeah, and so, who's, already, who's already tasted this scrumptious thing? I have already tasted the scrumptious thing. And Do you remember it is, it was any good? It is actually pretty delicious from what I remember. It is a little weird. Um, black cold IPA. So uh, for those who are not familiar um, with what a... So let's like I guess let's break down what these things are first. So I guess that for those who aren't familiar, an IPA is, you know, a, a beer that is traditionally brewed with more hops. It's tend, it tends to be um, brewed with a particular type of hops. The West Coast IPA style is brewed much clearer, um, and it, it tends to have uh, piney, flowery notes to it, right? Um, the hazy style, the style that we tend to enjoy a little bit more, or at least I tend to enjoy a little bit more, is more fruity, more citrusy. A little bit more bright, vibrant, but it still has a little bit of that bitter bite to it. Um, it's ten. It's not filtered. It's usually hazy. It's usually double hopped, meaning that they'll cloudy. Yeah, they'll put extra hops in there, and that's where that cloud comes from. Um, with a black IPA, so not even black cold, but just a black IPA. What they do is they take um, some malts that you would use typically for um, a stout, and then they. They use that instead of the traditional malt that you would use for um, an IPA. And so you end up with a darker color and a more roasty flavor. So you'll end up with this roasty, but also notes of hops. So you'll get the piney, the citrusy, those notes also in this. And then when now you talk about a black cold IPA, 
cold brewing is something where the temperature of the uh, uh, brew while it's fermenting is much lower. So they use for this, um, I believe they use uh, lager yeast to ferment this uh, this beer. So it, it ferments at a much lower temperature than what typical uh, IPAs would ferment at. So that's why it's called a black cold IPA. So you said, and you corrected yourself and said, um, you at least, now you can talk for both of us. I also prefer the wet, the uh, New England because I prefer anything with more citrus. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes some of that bitter away. Which, yeah. So when you first open this and smell it, it smells like an IPA, which throws you off because it looks like a stout. Yes. So I've, for those I've, who can't see, it looks like a very dark, real dark coffee. brown. It's <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. It it looks like a stout. It's got a nice um, like off white head, almost like you're getting ready to drink a nice stout. But you smell it, and the first thing you smell is orange. <laughs> Dude, that's really good. There's no yes. bitterness on the back end. It just has the hops flavor without that, like, hair. what Bailey always describes as hairspray, like, bitter. Yeah. No, this is actually really good. I was a little bit uh, leery, which, it's funny, I've actually had the antithesis to this. I've had a golden-colored stout. Yeah, right, Which yeah. throws you off just as equally. It's what it reminded <laughs> me of, because you, you taste it, and it tastes like a coffee porter stout, but you're looking at it, and it's blonde, like... Just a little bit brighter yellow than like an ultra or something like a domestic. Like it's weird, dude. It throws you off. And that's right. kind of what this one's doing to me right now. It doesn't – it's not fitting the the visual profile. <laughs> yeah. Visually, this does not look like anything what it tastes like. But it tastes just like a uh, – I mean, so this tastes more like a West Coast style IPA. But you're right. It does not have that uh, hairspray bitter back end where you're just kind of left um, almost with a really dry cotton mouth afterwards. Um, it just sucks all the moisture out of your mouth. High octane headache, mm-hmm. bitter hairspray. T- yeah, which it's funny. So, uh, I I don't I don't know what I was gonna say right there, but <laughs> I had something. But no, it does surprise me that it's really good. Um, and I did not expect to like it this much already. And I'm not saying it's like a ten. I'm not freaking out that much, but it's kind of mind boggling how good this actually is. Yeah, it's it was a surprising beer. Um. I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with this collaboration. Uh and it, it seems like so based on just what we've looked up since uh trying to find a little bit more about this, you know, the, like this is a series that uh Ecliptic does with various bre- other brewers. Um and it may not always be a black IPA or a black cold IPA, but you know, so potentially there's an opportunity for other uh um, cosmic collaborations um, in the future, you know, with other yeah. brewers and other styles. And we paired it. I mean, essentially we were, which I found some stuff after the fact, but, you know, trying to find something more space-esque, which we had options. We talked about that, which we've, we've fluented Boulevard a couple times now and they have a, um, oh, what is it? Their space camper mm-hmm. and they have different variations of their space camper. And so we kind of talked about that and then, you know, I was like, well, we need to use this. And you're like, well, I already kind of did use it, but I might have a can left. And you actually, someone had drink your can. You didn't have a can left. Yeah. And we kind of went, you know, back and forth about it. And then, of course, after we decided this, and then I forgot to bring it when we met. I had to have someone else bring it to you. It was a big deal. But then I found that Boulevard Dark Crater that also would fit with this Starfield game. Yeah. Yeah, that was another one. And so, okay, let's 
I'm going to try to round out and get back to the beginning here, and I'll try to get my... I'm, you're doing good. I'm keeping this under control because <laughs> you have no idea. Like, I want to go play this game right now. And I'm. it's funny because it pulled me away from Zelda, and I'm still wanting to play Zelda, but, like, I really want to go explore <laughs> space, everything about this game. So it's, like you said, it's from Bethesda. It came out September 6th this past year. So we've yes. been doing a lot of new big games. Like I said, big game energy is what we've been all about the last, what, four or five episodes almost, I think? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've it's been, been a lot them. of them. And yeah. dude, am I crazy? Is Game Pass just getting better? I mean, so that's uh that's been the thing. I think that's been a lot of the commentary in the gaming community is that, you know, uh PlayStation is investing solely in their consoles, um, not necessarily in the IP that they have around the consoles. And Microsoft is going a completely different direction. Microsoft is not necessarily uh, investing so much in their consoles or the technology behind the consoles any longer. Um, they're, I don't know that they're going to do a mid refresh like they normally do. I think they're just going to let it go until the next one. Really, the, I think their their biggest thing is they want to roll everything to platform and be IP first. Um, they're really more, uh, at least from what the focus has seemed like, They've been a lot more focused on content coming out of the um, Game Pass um, and, and just seeing how like much day more one they can releases and stuff, and like like good looking, not just like indie games, like all kinds of games. I mean, acquiring various other uh, various software developers um, to be able to put out as much content as possible, make it uh, not just like restricted to their platform, but like free on their platform day run. No, I mean, not free, but I mean, paid for the service is there on their platform. That's the thing is, is it's not free, but it's, it's the subscription model that everybody's moved to. And they, they found that, you know, it's very profitable, profitable for them. Like, yeah, we may not have paid anything up front for this game, but you've paid the whole yeah, time to play this time. game. Right. Yeah. So it yeah, gives me I the mean, option. I'm paying for the option all the time. Exactly. And so that's the, and that's why I brought that up is so this day the day one this seventy dollar game we were able to just play on Game Pass for free, yeah, yeah. Um, I think huge props to that and I guess I'll say one thing before we start in the story and then I'll go ahead and have you start because like I said I'm I've got tons of stuff I want to talk about with this game but I will say right out of the gate before we started into how it starts out and what it's about I will say that I don't agree with any of the reviews I won't say any I don't I am way off kilter. I've seen generics of like averaging seven out of 10, 3.3 out of five. I mean, I've seen a lot of different ones um, on the broad scale. And I've seen some positives, like people talking about it, but I've also seen people bitching about this game um, a lot. And I almost get a vibe, and this is so biased, I can't prove this, but a lot of the comments I did kind of thumb through that were negative, uh, it almost gave me the vibe they didn't even, they haven't played the game. Okay. Which I thought was weird. They were like comparing it, but not in a way that they they didn't. Most of them didn't comment. All the people that commented positive all had, oh, I've put thirty, I've put forty, I've put fifty hours into this, and then they have a positive comment. And all the people bitching about it didn't say. Which obviously you want to keep playing a game you don't like, but they didn't even say like, hey, I tried this for a couple hours, it's trash. Like, no, they were just like they were just right out of the gate like this game is shit. It looks stupid. Games are way more graphical. So you know. I, yeah, well, okay. So there is some level of argument that I would definitely, uh, agree with, uh, that this game is not the next gen game that Bethesda promised. So that's, that's like, that is one criticism that I think is completely valid. Uh, it is a, not saying that it's not a good game and not saying that it's not a good Bethesda game, but it is clearly like almost 100% most definitely 
a Bethesda game. Like there is no mistaking this game, its style, its graphics, everything about this game says and screams Bethesda RPG. Model movement, AI model right. movement. Everything yeah. about it is completely uh, Bethesda. The AI in combat is completely Bethesda as well. Like you can cheese a lot of that shit out if you really know what you're doing and you've played a lot of this game. It's like, okay, cool. You just know, okay, I, I sit here and duck this corner, peek back around. The bot is going to peek out and I'm going mm -hmm. to take it down. Like It just is. That's the way that a Bethesda AI has always worked. So they have not done anything to improve that realm. And that's a criticism I've seen. They've not done anything to improve much of the graphics or how it interacts with the physical space. Have they done a lot to improve like the detailing in that physical space? A hundred percent. Like, I'm not going to disagree with that. There's a lot of components. There's a lot of fucking shit, man. And like shit you can interact with. That's a really ton. insane. Holy crap. It's like, it's like, it's overwhelming. I was one of the first feelings I had was, uh, walking into a like a lab, mm -hmm. and you can practically take anything, uh, anything. And you're like, thing, what? what but, and you like trying to figure out what you should take and shouldn't is almost problematic at first. Because like, do I want this? It says it's a common or an uncommon crafting material. Like, am I going to need this later? Like, but then it's kind of random. Yeah, the same side of that coin though is because all that shit is there and you can interact with it. I should actually see a model interacting with that thing, right? And I don't with Bethesda because it's Bethesda right. and they, right. they do the same thing every time and they shortcut it. Um, they don't I, have the models actually interacting with other models. Now, you know, I am not the go-to guy on understanding, you know, rendering and graphics and how all that stuff works. But it's part of that because of the size of this game they had to, I mean, does that affect it at all? No, because it's, it's all, uh, so I would say. Again, uh, and I'm not a game developer, but I thinking through this from a just a engineering standpoint and what you would do is you're going to have an asset that represents a model of some sort. And you're going to have an interaction point that says, you know, um, these physical models can have this space. And when they touch in this way that they interact in this, you know, that they collide here. It's just a physics engine. Same thing, you know, it, it's it's just going to be that model uh, represented no matter how many, how big your uh, map Spaces. is, how, yeah, how many different times you have to represent that object. It's just a broken down model of it. You can even wrap a different skin around it and it's still the same object. That's very you know, clear in like first person shooters, especially, right? Like they uh, think of any first person shooter, not just like say Overwatch or something, but like Fortnite. Like they just reskin them, but like your hitbox is still your hitbox, right? right. Your projectile yeah. is going to interact with that. But it doesn't matter. It's still going to always interact okay. with it the same way. But I was just you know, didn't know if that affected because I think I think it looks beautiful. I think the game looks beautiful. Uh, it does. I'm not it's, saying it's not that it doesn't look good, but then when you compare it to some things that are out there, it just doesn't look as top notch as what one would expect it to be. Being yeah. marketed as the next gen right. RPG, right? I got you. I still love it. <laughs> Agreed. Like, I'm yeah. not going to disagree with that. Like there's, uh, again, I think you can like something and also criticize it for, sure. you know, uh, the, th the shortcomings that it has and, and challenge a company like Bethesda to do a little bit better um, in some areas. Not that they are not doing great in a lot of others. Like, man, the story content in this, the gameplay is still like the same gameplay that I, I've always liked from Bethesda. Everything about it has been so 
has been pretty good. There's a few funky things I think we've mm-hmm. kind of already talked about. Um, and, you know, there's a few funky things that I've kind of just felt on my own from just a user perspective of the game. Um, but nothing like catastrophic. I'm not seeing like fucking cyber, uh, cyberpunk 70s, you know, 20, uh, oh, level yeah. fucking crashes. And stuff, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So let's do that. Let's start. I want to hear your take um, from the beginning. You, you starting this game out, what it's about, how, how you viewed it, because the one thing for me that Bethesda does a lot on these big open games is it makes you feel like you're the chosen one, but you're also whoever you want to be. Like they do a, it's a weird blend of you're something special, but you're also just one of the, you're also just you. Like it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. You're special, but pick your own path is kind of the thing, you know, it's you pick what you're going to do, but know that it all hinges on you. Um, is kind of the, the role that they put you in every time. And so as the game starts out, um, you start out as a miner on, uh, but just a, uh, some far out rock. Uh, Argos or something? Yeah. Yeah. Argos. Yeah. Argos excavation or something like that. You're just a miner. Um, not even like a, a boss or nothing. You're just some bitch in the, yeah, Yeah. you're some, (laughs) some bitch doing work and, uh, you find an artifact, um, while mining, uh, and you pick it up and it looks as though you're ripped through space and time. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I mean, that's about the best I can explain it. Like that's, that's one of the really cool things about, uh, the game so far is like just the interaction that you have every time that you run into those artifacts, just the, the feeling that they give you, uh, with that little cutaway graphic that they have. It's kind of like the same thing over and over again, but just that. Does it? Um, I feel like they got a little bit longer each time so far, and I could be completely really? wrong on that. Maybe yeah, it feels like the it feels, and I'm not saying it does, but I feel like it. You know how at the end it shows you, you so you're collecting these pieces essentially, and you don't know what you're building yet. Which I don't know what you're building yet. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but every time I've gotten a new one, it's almost like it shows more of that sphere getting put together, and it stays there like a half a second, second longer. And I probably Maybe. just bias. It's probably just like my view of it. It's not actually probably happening, but. It, it might be. I think I've maybe only found four pieces, three or four pieces. So I, I don't know that I found a whole ton. Um, uh, yeah, maybe four pieces at this point. So yeah, I've not found a whole ton, but I found a few. Um, and I haven't noticed anything just yet. And I don't know how many pieces there are to find yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, each time you kind of have this, this drawing out view. And, and I do think that, you know, it, um, I don't know. It just, it, there's something about that. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but the, the geometric patterns that kind of collapse and repeat on themselves forever. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, yeah, yeah that is very, it's very awesome. To, uh, pretty, it, it's pretty cool to sit there and watch that happen and then kind of just blow out to the universe. Cause it's kind of like, that's the structure of things if you really know that. So so this is what feeds. Okay. And I was trying to explain this to my oldest daughter. Who's about to turn 16, by the way, it's just crazy in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was explaining this to her, like why I was so obsessed with this game. Cause she knows I don't get a lot of time. And I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'll take off work again. I'll keep, keep taking PTO for this shit. Like I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't, I don't care because this game feeds my biggest curiosity. I don't think I'm alone in this, but the whole curiosity of like the space and cosmos i'm like obsessed with anything interstellar space cosmos universe shit like 
And this, and it's not just that you're up there traveling around, like it's not Star Wars at all. It's not like yeah. that. It's this idea that just the, the curiosity of what is out there. And you find this piece that's clearly not, um, it's something's made, it's made, something made this. It's not like a random thing, especially when you start finding other pieces and then you have those like what, visions or whatever you want to call them each time. Mm-hmm. So you, you find that you black out, right? And then mm-hmm. they, they wake you up. And then everything kind of goes crazy after that, and you start getting introduced to a little bit of yeah. expo- space exploration. Yeah, so like after that, what, space pirates attack, but they're attacking because they're chasing down Barrett, mm-hmm. who's uh, part of the, what, Free Star Collective? Is that the name of it? No. Mm-hmm. No, it's not the, the Collect- Free Star Collective. It's the, um, oh, what is the name of that group? The Collection, or the, um, is it, some of is the it, C, isn't it? Is it the Collection? It starts with a C. Yeah, I think it's the collection. I don't think so. The collection, constellation, ah, constellation. Yes, the- it's part of the constellation group. Free, Free Star is a different organization. They're the right. pirate organization that's chasing down Barrett. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. So the pirates are chasing down. So space pirates uh, are chasing down uh, this guy who's come to find you or find the artifact, not you necessarily, but the artifact. Uh, but since you have pulled the artifact and blacked out, it's now you that he's after and the artifact as well. Um, and from there, your your whole life kind of changes. You're no longer just a humble miner on a rock. You're you're now uh, a, a, an explorer in Constellation. So, yeah, that's where you start getting to go around the universe and, and much like bethesda big rpgs they just let you go i mean they they cut you loose pretty quick yeah and they say here's some activities go fucking do some shit uh yeah. figure it out yeah i mean you can it i think you'd have to really communicate to do the same shit as someone else um i mean you can follow the main quest but it's so easy to get sidetracked yeah i mean it like we went i don't think we've done the same stuff at all yeah, I want to say I tried to stick as much as I could to the main storyline. Uh, I went so, straight back out into space and fucking took off pretty much. <laughs> like, Yeah, I did not do that. So the first thing, uh, if you follow the storyline, the first thing you do is you have to go back to New Atlantis, which is the home of Constellation. Um, and that's just kind well, of all. Well, to get back. You, he gives to, you a ship. Yeah, he gives you a ship, but you get attacked on the way back trying to get to new Atlantis and then you follow those pirates down and have to, st- I mean, I, I went with the robot. I got attacked. I kill mm-hmm. him. He said, go, they're going to keep trying to kill us. If we don't do something like that, you give a, like a droid with you. That was bare. It's like an AI. It's like a sentient yeah. almost AI. Yeah. Yeah. He goes with you, but he's like, you got to stop here. This is never going to end. I went to like an, a, I went to a planet with him and fought these pirates at a base. Be, and there's like, and they keep, and all these reports keep talking about a creature that got loose. You didn't have that? Nope. Oh, uh, dude, I thought this whole time I was going to get attacked by this big fucking creature because all these reports while you're going through this base taking out these pirates uh, because he's like, you have to beat their boss or you're like, you know, they're going to keep chasing you or whatever. They're going to always keep chasing down bears. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, no, I had that, but I didn't have anything about a, a creature got Yeah, inside that, dude, there was like three or four reports in there right before you got the last hatch to get back and fight like the last boss where uh-huh. you can persuade him to leave you alone or kill him or whatever. Right before we got there, there's even another thing on the ground. It's like, Science is like freaking out. It's like this thing got out. We don't know what we're gonna do. Like it's, I mean, it's just like freaking. Like that's massacred everybody. Like I'm like I'm like I'm gonna walk out this hatch and be killed. So oh, I don't know if it's so on I know what that is. Okay. Then I think. 
it's a demigorgon. No, it's a deathclaw. <laughs> so, dude, if it's a deathclaw, that'd be so fucking awesome. So, if they do that cameo from Fallout. They have something very similar to deathclaws, and they oh, have xenomorphs yeah. uh, that oh, are like the alien. Yes, so they have xeno. I think they're called xenomorphs, um, and they yeah they they tried to use them in alien warfare. Uh, or in in their warfare, they tried to use aliens in their warfare, and the xenomorphs were the highest level predator that they tried to use. Um, it failed, uh, and now these things follow humanity around. And about a hundred to two hundred years after human civilization has populated a planet for a while, these things appear and start murdering the planet. Holy so. shit! That makes me want to play this game even more, dude. <laughs> I've already Gosh. had to kill uh, one of those. Uh, as part of the storyline. So, dude, what the f- man? That's awesome. I've not gotten to that. Yeah. Uh, so there's a there's a few things that I've pro- I've done that I don't know that you've done yet. Uh, so like I'm a I'm a uh, citizen of the uh, uh, of the UC, um, the United Colonies or whatever. Uh, so, I'm a citizen. I went through the entire quest line for the, the to become a okay, citizen. I didn't go through the, the whole UC. quest line, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. So when you get to so there's a few things you can do when you get to New Atlantis. One of them is to start the quest to become a citizen, which takes a fucking fair amount of time. Uh, but yeah, I, I managed to get through all of that. <laughs> Dude, so this game is so big. So am I not, am I'm not mistaken. I didn't test this out. You can land anywhere on the planet that actually lets you land. It's like not ocean, right? I don't, I don't know. I've not and actually tried to land anywhere. That's not a, a th- uh, oh, I have a, a, a location I'm going after. I have, I just didn't know how much it was um, shrinking down the scale of the actual world when you land. Right. Like how, you know what I mean? That's what we talked about at dinner. Like, I don't know how big the actual each planet's map is, but yeah, yeah I've landed just random places that have no, no markers on them. Mm-hmm. And they'll be, and it's like a random generated just shit. You never know what it's going to be there. Right. Um, but I know the coordinates matter because a planet like Earth you can go back to because you're no longer on Earth, isn't the home planet. It's like, from what I understand, it's not habitable anymore. You can go back there and find like those thir- like 13 like um, monuments or whatever. Oh yeah, from, yeah. You can go find like the St. Louis Arch. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard so, that that you can go find the St. Louis Arch and stuff, but I didn't yeah, I know like 13. what all was there. Really nice. I'm gonna have to go do that. I want to. Yeah, I definitely am gonna do that. So I want to go jump back real quick. You okay. mentioned the uh, the visual thing of like the the loop of going through to being ripped through space, right? Uh-huh. Kind of thing. Yeah. I don't think this is exactly what you were getting at, but this makes me think of this. That whole turtles all the way down type thing like the infinite repeating so it's like uh i don't know if you've ever heard that expression Mm-mm. turtles all the way down so it's like um i'll do my best to explain this so it's like the world is like the turtle and then there's another turtle on it. it just like never ends like does that sure. make any sense i'm trying to think of that was like the mythology like the old way to explain what would be like now psychology would probably have other terms for it but it's like um, infinite regress. The saying alludes to the mythological idea of the world turtle that supports a flat earth, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it just, it's just supposed to be that like it's never ending. You have to look into it. Cause I, it's been so long since I even messed with this stuff or read on it. I couldn't tell you exactly, but that's what made me think of when you said that. Yeah. Huh? No, I was just thinking of, uh, so I just looked it up to find the exact term. Uh, the, it's called a fractal pattern. Uh, Mandelbrot brought for, uh, fractals. It's almost like those. So the, where, geom- the the pattern geometry that's like never ending or whatever that's like mm-hmm. in everything. Yeah, it's essentially is no matter how much you zoom in on it, it just continues to repeat itself. Um, so yeah, that's what it essentially looks like in those. Yeah. Say what that is again. It's so there's different types of fractals, uh, fractal patterns. 
One of the most famous ones is the Mandelbrot fractal. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. We're going to be a knowledge podcast, not just a shitty spoiler <laughs> podcast soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what that just made me think of? What's that? So if you're listening out there, guys, <laughs> we're only a little bit in. It's a weird segue. Yeah. Right. Uh, so wherever you're listening to us at, like, review, subscribe, follow, comment, message. We have some big stuff coming up. We'll talk about at the end of this. That's uh, our tradition. Yeah. Yeah. The episode's not over. I just wanted to try to get that in there. <laughs> People's like, that's got to be over. He brought that up. That's always at the end. <laughs> no, hang on. We'll still be here. Go ahead and hit it with your tagline there, with your famous. And wherever you're listening to it. Oh, geez. Now you're going to make me mumble it. That's right. Uh, wherever you're listening to us at, please give us a rate, review, and subscribe. See, we can quit the podcast now because I got you to mess that up. That's like literally been what I've been waiting for. We can be done with this now. Um, all right. So anyway, yeah. So you can go anywhere you want. And that is what opens up. Um, I'll segue back to where we were at. So that's what opens up to me the true. Yes, I'm, I'm hooked on the, the main storyline. I'm hooked on the idea of like figuring out the curiosities of space. That's like the big hook for me. But mm-hmm. then what really like wraps that beautifully for me is that you can go get in a spaceship you can customize that spaceship. You can build your own spaceship. And then, yeah. dude, I still, every single time I've taken off from the Earth, or like Earth, but the planet I'm on, yeah. and every time I'm, I've lift off, flown, or docked in another space station, whatever, or whatever, dude, it like almost gives me chills. It's like, it feels, they did such a good job with how that feels when you're flying. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude. Yeah. The, so the, I, yeah, I definitely like the flight uh, in there. So like I'm trying to think back. We we did a what we did a Star Wars space mm-hmm. flight game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Squadrons, I was like, was it, was squadrons, it squadrons? Yes, yes, squadrons. Man, uh, this was better. This, this is better. Yeah, the flight and this is so much better. And I don't know if it's just because they dumbed it down because it wasn't supposed to be like the game, but it feels way better. Combat in this feels way better. It feels like I know what I'm doing. Uh, compared to to what Squadrons was or whatever, um, but yeah, the whole like UI the, for it, dude. Um, mm-hmm. I love it, and just like I said, the the vibes and the feelings you get. I mean, that like, I, have you edited a ship yet or messed with it yet? I haven't edited one. No, no. I mean, I've gone in to look and see what I could do, but I haven't actually gone through and like physically bought parts and tried to apply them yet. But no. Well, strong comparison to this game is a lot of people keep talking about Mass Effect and how they are working on a Mass Effect actual four so there's four and everybody gets in a big uproar about andromeda not being four and i told you it's a good game blah 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 but people get re- mass effect fans mm-hmm. just like lose their mind comparing that mm-hmm. in there it's like the it's like the stepchild that nobody wants or something so yeah so they're talking about how they're making another one a lot of people have compared this game but what i do like about fans is someone has went in and done their best to make which is the key flagship on mass effect is the normandy someone's made the normandy in in starfield yeah, I mean and that's, that's fucking awesome, dude. There's there's been a lot of like those uh um like people just ma- remaking ships from other series uh into this game. That's like that's not the first that I've heard of. Uh, there's been right. a lot like a, a ton of them that have I I've seen. Oh, I'm it's sure someone's cool trying to do, do Yeah, that. I'm sure someone's tried to do like a Millennium Falcon. I need to look at yeah. that and see if the pieces are like you know someone's done that. That's probably oh, yeah. the that You're and the first. Enterprise are have to be the two most famous spaceships ever. Right. You yeah. Know, I would assume anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So so have you even gotten another ship yet? Nope. Nope. Still flying around the, the good old frontier. frontier. Yeah. Dude, I yeah. like the way that looks. It's like the mix of like a, since we're bringing up Star Wars shit, it's like the mix of like an AT Walker and a spaceship. Like it's got the head <laughs> thing on it, you know? Yeah. 
I kind of like the ship designs on this game. They're different. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm just too lazy to go find another ship or deal with another ship. This one's just, it's good enough until it's not good enough. Then I'll buy another one. Well, so I guess until I get uh, a higher class license so I can fly a higher class vessel, yes, I'm not really going to fuck around with a different ship. Yeah, because there's, you can tell that you can't get the top upgrade yet. And I, was, I wasn't sure what unlocked that, but I could tell it has like an energy rating and certain things you add cost energy. And so you yep. have to be able to support that with like your engine and your grav engine and all that crap. But so I didn't actually like purposely go seek out another ship and not that I want it eventually anyway. I mean, because like, I was just curious how, how I was curious how it worked because yeah. I'd already seen things on like the mass effect pages and stuff that I'm on again, super nerd for sci-fi space travel RPGs. So like this is right up my alley. Like this is my fucking jam for sure. Like, this touches my soul. So I already saw that you could, mess with ships so of course i was curious but what happened to me actually was i left a again just out exploring kind of doing things which we've it's weird some games you'll follow more main story or stick to quest and then some i do that and then this mm-hmm. is like flip because i was doing main quest but i would just trail dude like oh abandoned military base gotta check that shit out like yeah that's why all i think everything i have equipped is legendary at this point i might oh, have yeah? something that's yeah i might have something that's epic but even my guns are legendary like I've done a lot of exploring and killing people. So pirates and stuff, because that's what I like to do, space pirates. But yeah, the only thing that I really strayed off from was in New Atlantis, when you first get there, I think I did every side quest in New Atlantis first, uh, before I moved you have off to, of which it. Which is what got you to the UC thing. To right? the UC thing, yeah. yeah. Because one of those quests in there is to, to go talk to Tuala or whatever of the of the UC, and uh, it gets you started on that quest line. I went and completed that, and then moved on to the rest of the... Uh, main story well okay and so we 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 said it's rpg and it's if it's bethesda and if you're a fan of bethesda you know they give you a lot of options but did you feel like the beginning when you pick your talents and like perks type type it's not perks per se but it kind of reminded it's me of perks, a fallout yeah thing. yeah did, it was weird but like enjoying like i'm it's because it really makes you pick and choose and you kind of gain and lose like it's very oh yeah everything is hard a- you're taking a, a loss no matter yeah, what you Yeah, it take. was like I appreciated it because it wasn't just all give, give, give. Yeah. But it, no, it you, took me a, like, oh, I mean, I had to just stop thinking about it and just click okay because I was yep. like, do I want to do that? Do I want to do that? I mean, it was like right. way too much to overthink. So Yeah, no, there was some things I had to sit there and think about because it's like, okay, well, am I planning to do more of this or more of that because right. – it, one way or another, I'm going to get screwed. So yeah. And I just went with like what I was going to, what I thought I might end up doing the most. I mean, that's kind of the way the, the skills end up working out too, because you're not going to end up having enough skills to fill out the entire skill trees. So like, you've got to kind of focus. Yeah. And so like I picked just starting out of the gate, I'm going to go ballistics because that's what I want. I mean, that's what I had at, on me at the time. I didn't have right. lasers yet. I'm like, well, fuck it. We're just going to start sinking points in here and we're just going to murder things with uh, regular, regular old bullets. Dude. And of all these games that are with this, you know, with, from this company and like in this kind of setup, lock picking on this seems way more important than any other game. Like putting points in a lock picking, this is like extremely important. I don't get, you don't get those digi picks like very often at all. That's like the lock picking device. Mm-hmm. I have, I never have more than four or five and I still haven't oh, figured out exactly how. Uh, I must, I probably need to go somewhere and buy some then because. Dude, I always I'm just finding them. Really? Yeah, Dude, I've got like get, fourteen or fifteen on me right now. Okay, well, every time I you go to unlock something, in. every single 
the, the I have not figured out how this lock picking thing works exactly because oh. every time I do it, every <laughs> single layer I blow a digi pick, it makes me use one to keep going. Like so, a, a lock might take me four or five, whether I mess up or not. It's mm. weird, dude. But what I was saying about, and I'm sorry before I forget this, where I was going with that was like going after that crazy military base thing is I cleared it was put all my shit on my Sarah Morgans who I, I think that her last name is Morgan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main chick uh, who reminds me of Daenerys Targaryen <laughs> um, kind of, I like, uh, what is her name in real life? I don't know. I kept her with me. So after I like clear this military base, put all my shit on her cause I'm overweight. I go to leave and I'm almost back to my ship and I see another ship. I hear it in the sky. And I look mm-hmm. up on another ship's landing. And this is the only reason I figured out you could like take ships and stuff is I went, let's go fuck these guys up. I want to see like what will happen if I go in their spaceship. Yeah. And so like six guys come out, I blast them. She doesn't say shit. You know, she's like, yeah, you killed them. Great. Let's see if they have anything on them. They're all like the commentary is kind of funny on this. Like, yeah, oh, you find anything good on them. You know, it's kind of funny. Sometimes they do. And then sometimes they will reprimand you for like searching people, dude. Like, it yeah. just depends. I think it depends on the person because Sarah, Sarah has yep. not done it to me at all. Oh, no, she's done that shit to me. Like, really? did you need to take that? Yeah, yeah. She's giving oh. me the, did you need to take that? Have In conversations with her, has she liked anything you've said? Oh, yeah, a lot. Okay, same. Okay, I was just curious. So then I go on the spaceship. I, like, go up and I'm not expecting anybody to be left on there. Yeah. And I'm like, this, and it's way different than the Frontier, because this is the first time I went in another ship, so at this point. Yeah. And so it's like, this ship's, like, totally set up different than mine. And I'm like, I walk in the front of it. And they don't over, they don't freak out. So I don't know if I could have like spoke to them or like tried to persuade or like talk and like have a conversation, kind of like you do with the boss of the pirates over Barrett. Yeah. I don't know if you could have like I could have a conversation, but I went in there and I was like, oh shit, there's guys in here, and I just like <laughs> started blasting them. And she's like, oh, and she like freaked out on me. She's like, was that really necessary? Like she like freaked out on me, and I was like, uh, I just killed eight other people. 37 seconds ago and you didn't say a word why are these so i guess if you're a captain she's got to think for captains i don't know because she got like freaked out about that but then once you kill them it asks you you can i think it gave me the options to like salvage or sell yeah or take over but if you take over it transports all your stuff from frontier sends frontier to space station that's the only place you can get one get it back out uh-huh. and then now that's your ship you can't leave unless you take that ship mm. so kind of crazy how it worked but yeah i went stripped it right you had to register it too Oh, so yeah. I stole this pirate ship, paid 8,000 credits to register it. And then I was like, all right, it's time to fuck with this thing and see what I can do. Yeah. Added some stuff, changed the shape and view of it, and then painted it dark green and called it Behemoth. <laughs> Game over. Mic drop. <laughs> That's what I wanted. That's what I needed. And nice. I've been flying around in Behemoth the whole time. Nice. Yeah, I love it. It doesn't, yeah. ha- it handle, it's so weird. There are something about it that's good and bad, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, like part, it, feels like it handles better but then sometimes i'm like it almost messes you up because it handles better does that make sense okay no like, not really well it's almost like you overturn or you, sure. you know what i mean like it it's almost like it can turn or like maneuver so sharp that you're not expecting it all the time yeah hmm. yeah i don't know i'll have to play with it more like you said i'm gonna i'm waiting for like the higher class licenses that's in the tech technology i think uh skill tree you get your uh, piloting skills, and if you get to like the third and fourth uh, layers of that, you unlock the next levels of licenses. So, well, I'll be doing that shit because I need to up the cargo and all kinds of shit in my mm, stuff. I need to yeah. fit more materials. 
That's I just want to fucking destroy her, man. <laughs> yeah, a battle star, battle yeah. destroyer, not a carrier. Dude. You want to destroy her? That's one of the things that I thought I saw somebody uh, um, build was like a fucking uh, star destroyer. So that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. Because have you lost any um, dogfights in space yet? No, I've lost one. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I don't think I was pushing my. So you, you're playing on PC, right? Yeah, I am. And I'm playing on Xbox, which this is a Microsoft exclusive, if I'm not mistaken. It is, but it's available uh, yeah. on Steam and yeah, right. so you can play it on PC and. You're just not going to play it on your PlayStation is what I'm saying. Yes. You will not play this on PlayStation as far as I know. <laughs> as far as I, yeah, at least right now. Um, but the controller, if you push in the left joystick, you like boost. Yeah. Okay. And I don't, I went into a combat and like, I wasn't moving very well. And I was like, I don't know if I had points that weren't in my engine or what happened, but I was trying to get, when I came out of what happened was I came out of grav and was in a dogfight like right away. Oh yeah. So I was, I've I was trying to that. Get, Yep. Yeah, so I was trying to like get points into my guns real quick, so I could blast these fools. And I was like, wasn't moving. It was like three ships versus me, and they like they they beat my ass. I was actually yeah. kind of mad about it, dude. I uh, I jumped into the middle of a fucking boss fight uh, in the in space. So I I grab jumped, and then next thing I know, I have four like level like the same level as me ships around, and then one that is like three or four levels higher than me. Uh, also. And so I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And so I have uh, just like, just like you, nothing in, in any of my weapons to power them up. So I'm just evading, hiding behind rocks and shit, trying to not die while I get my weapon systems online and then slowly start to pick the, the little guys off mm-hmm. until I get them down and finally, yeah, turn to the, to the big guy and just, just kept weaving in and out of, uh, the, uh, space debris. That's the only reason why I survived that one. So whenever, have you won any of those? And then you've saved another person and then they, they talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. They I've had that happen you, like twice. Cool. Yeah. They yeah, hail you. Cool. Yeah. So what have you chose when they, when they thank you for doing it? Have you just said nothing? I don't need anything. Um, so like the first, so one time I don't think I realized it happened. Uh, and the ship was just like spinning crazily. And I did, I just let that one go. The second time uh, that it happened, I engaged, but it was a ship that was collecting rocks samples, if I remember right. Yeah, they were, she was collecting rock samples. It wasn't like, she wasn't offering me anything. She was there and she was collecting rock samples. Um, and she asked me if she had, if I had any like titanium uh, and two other different types of metal. Um, and so I was, I you know, tried to trade her whatever I had, which I didn't think, I don't think I had anything at the time. So she was just going to pay hmm. me for whatever I had. So yeah. Okay. So for me, the two people that have hailed me after a dog fight have been like, Oh my God, thanks for helping out, bro. And then they go, what do you, you know, is there anything we can do for you? And it'll say, ask for money, mm-hmm. ask for repair parts, ask for salvage rights or say um, nothing that you're good, man. And I've said both times, give me salvage rights. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and they're always what like, does that yeah, do? You can so when you destroy ships, they leave stuff left behind, uh-huh. and it's like you can click on it like you would an item. And thankfully, they it's like you can be fourteen thousand kilometers away. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little, but you can be pretty far away and click and gather it. But yeah. if you you never know what you're gonna find on these ships. So like, I destroyed like three or four ships, and it so it's very physics of space. Energy, you know, blew these apart. 
they're, they don't stop. It's space. Nothing's there to create friction. So you have to try to round it up pretty fucking quick because it just keeps flying away farther and farther. <laughs> you have to like chase the shit down. It yeah. puts markers on it kind of. So that helps. But yeah, that's so every time I've just like chased shit down and just found like this stuff and it's like, it could be resources. It could be sh- most of the time. It's funny because I would, my second guess after I figured out how to repair my ship in a fight, yeah. um, after I figured that out, I've always like instinctively wanted to say, oh, just give me like repair parts to fix my ship. And then I've never done that. I've just do salvage rights. But fuck one time, dude, I found like six repair parts. Like, oh, nice. Yeah. So I was like, well, that's, that's like six med packs for your body. That's like the yeah. same as the ship. It's like <laughs> six repair parts are like, or like a med pack for your ship. So yeah, yeah, that's what I've done every time now. And they've never, they've always just been like, yeah, man, right on. Thanks for saving my life. Of course you can have the shit you just destroyed. Nice. So, I'm really, go ahead. So I was going to say, where else have you been to? Because you and I have gone very different ways. I think we both like helped. Uh, what is his name? Kelvin. Is it Kelvin with the tree? Yeah, that was the only side quest I did in New in Atlantis. New, Atlant- New Atlantis. Yeah. So I like did that one the- thing, and you chase down the eggs. Is what that guy, kid's calling them. They're still, they're like a yeah yeah. Like yeah. a little machine thing. And then I had to pay that one bitch at the UC place or not UC, whatever the fuck that the, was. Yeah. UC, the store place. The trade, yeah, yeah. trade authority but or it, whatever. I will say this. It did say to go back later. So he solved yeah. it and tells you this stuff. But then it says to go back again later. And I never did go back the second time. Yeah. So yeah. So you'll the first keep time going, said go back. You'll keep going back to him until he finally figures it all out and gets everybody convinced uh, what needs to happen. I haven't had to go back to him just yet. Uh, but they're looking for more samples from other species to compare it to, uh, to see what's going to happen. So, so yeah. I went to, and I made an outpost and you haven't done that yet, right? No, I haven't made an outpost yet. Yeah. So, um, I haven't figured it out exactly like perfectly, but I would say it's, it's pretty nice because what I see potentially happening, and I don't know if you've ran into this is. You find workstations and research stations, and that's like what unlocks upgrades for like everything from like food items to like med packs and gear and uh, weapons and your ship stuff. I mean, there's like tons of stuff in these workstations, and you can do add-ons. Well, what always happens to me is I never have because you can only carry so much mass. Mm-hmm. I never have all the shit on me to do half of these things. Right. So when you make an outpost, you can build like. Um, like actual, not just like resource gathering machines. And then you have to connect those and they have to have power. And so I built all that stuff, but you can make rooms. And then in those rooms, I mean, you can make like an actual whole huge outpost and you can man it with people. And I'm, that's my plan, but this is what I see the potential for it is having all your surplus, all your having places to go to deposit your shit Mm -hmm. for the weight, the mass issues. Um, that's why I started doing it is I'm going to put like crates in it, storage crates, because even you can even upgrade the storage on your ship, which I tried to do, and I've not. The ship I'm on, I've not figured out a way to design it to attach this bigger crate. I've tried, but there's no. I hadn't even gonna have to like redo the whole ship to like have room for it mm-hmm. um, to hold more resources. But I thought, man, if I just make an outpost, maybe I can at least dump a bunch of stuff there because that like titanium all that stuff it just starts weighing a shit ton. Now, I, yeah. and I do have to ask you, have you? We didn't really talk about this, but when you first get that piece, you're you're a miner and you use a, a cutting machine, a cutter. Yep. That laser blasts these things after you scan. You can scan and find minerals and you blast them and you collect the resources. And yeah. that's how you, you're doing your job. That's how you found the first piece. Well, as you go around and you find the other pieces, each one has that same weird celestialite, whatever it's called, 
mm-hmm. that it's encased in. Every time you find a piece, that rock, that specific resource is always there. Have mm-hmm. you mined them every time? I mean, not. I mean, only enough to break the stuff out. I've not just gone oh, around the I've room and broke mined everything. the entire room and okay. every single one of them, uh, and gotten as much of that because I just have a feeling that's going to be something useful. Sure. I would Maybe. think, you know, like it's weird that it's like this weird specific alien resource type. I'm calling it alien, whatever. You know, it's not one that I've yeah. heard of before. You know, it's not like you hear in all games of like titanium and platinum and like you hear that shit, you know, but this is like cellulite <laughs> stuff. I don't know. So yeah, I've been, like that, yeah. Dude, I've been collecting all that shit in every chamber, but this is where the weight issue comes in. So I'm hoping at some point, I wonder what that will be used for. I yeah. don't know if you'd thought about that or collected it or not. No, I actually haven't done a whole ton of the actual mining portion of it. Uh, I know you always have your miner, your, your, uh, whatever it is, the, uh, the laser rig or whatever with the you, cutter, yeah. the cutter. Yeah. You get well, a, you can get a legendary cutter too. Uh, I'm hoping that I get I've a got better like one for sure. Yeah. So it's doesn't do any real. So it's, that's a, the one that I've got right now is a legendary one. It's Heller's cutter. Um, it does the same amount of damage. The only thing that's different about it, it does like 15% more damage to, um, I think, uh, alien creatures or something like that. Does it cut through resources quicker? I would think that's what it would do. Mm-mm. No, yeah. that's annoying. But it, okay. So talking about some of the positives of this game that they worked out kinks is. So when you hit the left bumper on an Xbox controller, that's how you open up like your scan options to find the resources. Yeah. If you instantly hit the trigger button, it doesn't pull your gun out. It'll pull the cutter out if cutter you're in out, scan yeah. mode. Right. That's and if you drop scanner mode, it goes right back to your gun. Dude, that that helps a shit ton. That'd be so annoying bouncing back and forth the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, same on PC. It's it's pretty nice to be able to bring that up and not have to worry about which weapon are you gonna have to pull out and try to flip weapons. That was one thing that I think is pretty annoying. I, I think it's probably a, a annoying for you too. But like just being able to switch weapons doesn't seem as fluid. Um, in this game, like at all, uh, no, just, have you used the, the, I've been meaning to set mine up on the quick pad. I, I, I honestly don't even really, they didn't even really explain the quick pad for they a didn't keyboard at all. mouse. Yeah. Not and a, I don't they didn't think on they Xbox at all. So yeah, they didn't either on, on PC. So I haven't really bothered to touch it. Um, it auto starts with med packs on it. Yeah. Yeah, so I just right. keep going into my inventory, having to go and find my weapon and pick it. But it's cool because it pauses the game or whatever anyway. So, I mean, it's just kind of a waste of time. I'd rather, you know, at least have a quick, you know, menu, pause the game and let me select. Yeah, and they tried to, to add. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, they okay, so I noticed a few things. You can tell they tried to add to speed, expedite things like where instead of just tapping, if you hold the button down, mm-hmm. it'll get you out of stuff. So, like. There's a few places I've seen they did a really good job of. Like, if you fast, like, you can fast travel quite a bit in this game. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. If you fast travel to your ship, it usually puts you right in the cockpit. But if you run to your ship, one cool thing is if you click on the, like, the docking door, whatever door to like, go in, mm-hmm. if it'll give you the option to go into your ship or be just straight in the cockpit and ready yep. to fly. Yeah. So that, yeah. that helps too. Yep. But it was frustrating to me on the inventory, like you said, switching to guns because, dude, if you don't, if you tap back too lightly, it don't do anything. Uh huh. And then if you, you press a little harder, it'll just go back and then back and then back and then be done and go. And then you're back to the game or you hold it down and it drops the whole thing. But to get yeah. used to that has taken some time. Yeah. I know they're trying to make things like faster, but you know, so it's, it's, it's similar on PC too, because like 
it's all about the length of time that you're holding the key down. Like, so for yes. when you go to the menus, you, you hit tab to exit or to just go back one level. And so like, sometimes you'll think you just tapped it, but it, it doesn't go anywhere. It thinks that you held it too long. I'm like, dude, I just, I just tapped it. Like, what are you doing? It's yeah. Like, it goes into that mode of thinking you're trying to, like, but you don't hold you it down put, long enough to did, drop. You, it's in between. To, to drop. So it's like, so it's like, okay, you're, you did nothing then you, you didn't want to do anything. Right. So I'm going to keep you here. I'm like, yeah, no motherfucker. I, I wanted to go back a screen. Yeah. Like I'm ready to go I, kill some more people. Like <laughs> I clearly didn't want to exit all the way. I, I would have held it down until it said exit. At least take me up a level. I so know. those are some of the small frustrations I've had yeah. that are like, eh, look, they need to be better. That's I do the need user to make interface that. is a little bit unclean. Yeah, there's for, a couple things that could be smoothed out for sure. Yeah, including like so I and like I said, it might be fixed if I just go play with that quick pad. Like for so you're on PC, but like on the Xbox controller, the D pad, you know, generic for a speed wheel. Yeah, maybe if I go put my favorite gun on there and a couple other things, you know, because med packs on there, and I start using that. Yeah, maybe that'll eliminate the whole going into. You're, you know, because it is kind of a nuisance going into your inventory every time. It's a huge. It is, man. It, dude, even on, I mean, it, it's a pain on PC too. Like, right. even as quick as I can do it here, it's like it's still just a fucking pain in the ass. Uh, the cool thing is that at least on PC, I can play with mods and stuff, so I can like install stuff. Um, and from what I've seen, there's a lot of modders out there that have gone and like cleaned up like inventory, so it makes it a lot more manageable. So you can see what all you have. Um, seeing a little bit more organized fashions like sort search uh, for your stuff yeah because this really provides no real easy way to search and uh, sort your stuff like you can do some pretty basic sorting but like it's 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 yeah pretty, no, it's got, pretty it's got some issues on that part for sure yeah um and i think if it was more fluid to just like get it and be done like get it equipped and be back i don't think you would notice it as much yeah um because i mean i'll just use like the most recent game we did like zelda you have multiple weapons too oh yeah and, yeah, yeah. and there's but there's a speed you use that you know you, you hold, just, the, hold the hold right. the pad over and click on what you want and there's a few things if you switch switching from like swords to bows or having to equip you have to go in inventory a few times and it just shows you a picture of them and that's maybe because my dumb dumb brain that's easier for me just to see you know tiles you know than yeah. reading descriptions um but it is quicker yeah and I'm not saying it couldn't be improved also, but it's tiles and quicker and you can just picture it. And, and just much like this game, I never different combat, dude, I'm switching guns all the time. Right. I don't, I shouldn't, I mean, I don't really probably need to, but I like playing around or I like using another gun. So I'm always kind of switching around to shit. And I did the same thing on Zelda. You kind of have to. Yeah. Um, not only cause they break, but your, some stuff just doesn't work good against certain things. Um, yeah. but it was easier on that to, quickly in combat and that combat does move pretty quick in zelda compared to this to quickly access weapons and stuff it was a lot faster on that game yeah this the only reason why i ever really switch weapons is just because of ammo like i noticed i'm getting down on my last hundred rounds okay cool it's time to switch weapons okay cool yeah and so you said you do ballistics i started on ballistics but i i can't get my i got a um so i've got three or four really really good guns Mm mm-hmm that I like, but the one that I have, I got off this, um, I don't know if I'd call him a boss, but he was definitely stronger than the rest of them. It's a, uh, it's an Equinox, which uses like the three K VR, whatever laser ammo. Shit. Yeah. 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 And I have a ton of that dude. That's, I usually just use that gun. And so far it's been my best gun. 
Yeah, I haven't had any good success with any lasers, uh, laser guns. Uh, that laser rifle Equinox. Um, I have one version of it. It's in a. It's unfortunately a stealth version, so it only does like three damage per shot. Uh, so it's like, eh. I Is could that the use one where that. you crouch and go stealth? We. Uh, it doesn't make you go stealth, but you. I mean, it, it's for it. It doesn't. Uh, I guess the laser doesn't make as much sound when oh, you shoot it. Oh, gotcha. It's for so you can, it's for stealth. So you fighting. can sneak up. Gotcha. Yeah, so you can sneak up on them and just keep shooting. Uh, so I've used it in those types of scenarios, but other than that, like I, I just won't use it. It's usually faster to like make a shit ton of noise and kill uh, a few people, yeah. um, rather than to try. To- I will say this. So you know, I've. I've put way more into weapons and fighting. I've probably done that's I don't mean to, but I just end up clearing places and fighting a lot of shit. And I've switched between ballistics and lasers quite a bit. And the one thing I noticed why I think I like the Equinox gun so much better. It doesn't have recoil. It doesn't uh, move up from like r- rapid firing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's got, like, I guess no, no playing recoil. a mouse. I'm used to that. So like I, right. I have a natural drag down that I, I need to do hold it. Just- yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm always like, as soon as I noticed the recoil, I was like, okay, cool. I've got to just slide my hand down a yeah. little bit, but yeah. Make small adjustments and keep it where it needs to be. Yeah, no. Yeah. And like I said, I still like the other guns too. I mean, it's not like I just, you know, that just seems to be the gun I've been with. It's been my strongest gun for a long time. So, and I've always had a lot of ammo for it. But I don't, I mean, what's your, so since we, this game is, I feel like this game is never ending. I mean, I feel like. A thousand worlds is what they've. You know, said there are. Is there so really far. a thousand planets? A thousand planets, yes. So let me. This game. Let's go into that since that's been a big um, selling point for this game, has been the vastness or the size. So let's talk about that a little bit because I know a lot of people have compared it to a No Man's Sky. Yeah. But my problem with Infinite and what I like about this game so far is it's, it's got. So far it could be balanced a little better, but they're doing a good job from what I've experienced is. I don't care how big the game is if it's if it's filler. Sure. If it's just shit, like that was my problem with never really. And I can't I can't have an opinion on No Man's Sky because I've not played it. So I only know what I've seen, and I know a lot of people have played it, and I know a lot of people have talked to me about it. So I can't yeah. say it's. I'm not going to give like a judgment. No judgment on No Man's Sky. It might be a really really fun game, but what always deterred me from being interested is like it's they're like my stepson Shay is really likes that game, and I'm like you can land on any plane. He's like yeah you can land on any plane. I'm like okay what do you do? Uh, you like run around and grab stuff. Like uh, if there's no point, I don't care if there's a million worlds, you know what I mean? If it's going to yeah. be just dead space, I don't really know pun intended. Then like, it's not a big deal to me. And that's kind of what I've been trying to figure out with this game is if I land and I have a point to land and I try these new planets and there's tons of different resources and you make outposts, as long as there's a purpose, mm-hmm. that's where the, like the blend and the, inner like woven storyline matters to me is how well they do that. And that's when you talked about, like you, when we were at dinner, you made the comment, like you talked about Zelda being a big map. This is like a fat, you know, this is obviously way bigger, but one thing about Zelda is there's not really filler. No, I'm not saying Zelda's much better by any means, right? There's some to some degree, but I'm saying like, there's a lot less of it on there. Maybe I don't know. I've not played all this game than potentially this game. Um, so I'm okay with the map being smaller, But I'm also okay with the map. I would prefer the map be bigger. As long, I mean, this might be the perfect blend. I just haven't played enough to, to nail that down yet. But I do like that so far when I go to planets, there's like shit to do. Sure. No, I, I think the comparison that people are making between this game and other games, I mean, the two that I've heard are both No Man's Sky and Red Dead. Um, Red Dead were the, the reasons we've already talked about. Uh, no Man's Sky, 
um, is primarily around the transitions between um, planetary expedition and space expedition. Um, that is something that is a very interesting thing. Uh, so I, I didn't play No Man's Sky either. Um, I don't really have anything to put in there, but if there was a more seamless transition rather than a blast off cutscene and a landing cutscene um, in this game, it would do nothing but enhance the quality of the game. Uh, right now, as it is, it's fine. It works. There's nothing bad about it. Like without knowing that something else was available, I'd say that this is perfectly acceptable. But knowing that there's a potential to have an in between, right? Like that you, you can have you a transitional. You bring up something I've not really thought about, but and I'll I'm sorry, I'll let you finish, but I do want to touch into that for sure. Yeah, it's just to having the ability to have that transitional period where you like you hop in the ship, you you maybe don't, don't want to leave the planet, but I want to go to the other side. I don't have a fast way to do that in this game. I have to blast off, go through a cutscene. Navigate, you know, use the map to navigate to the other side of the planet, then go through another cutscene to to land back down on the other side of the planet. Uh, what it seems like, at least from what I've seen for no, no Man's Sky, is it's a little bit more seamless to do that there, where you enter the ship, you're able to take off, and then you're able to just navigate your way to the other side. That's um, interesting is it as, to me. Is it as fast? I don't know. I, but I, the I option would be nice, right? Having the option would be nice. Like, can I have both? Because how can that be? Can might get instantaneous travel and uh, you know transitional or just continuous travel be in the same game? Right now, it doesn't seem like both are possible. It seems yeah. like one game took the absolute extreme of you must travel everywhere. That's No Man's Sky, and the other one took the extreme of everywhere is fast travel, which. I can see both like philosophies that makes sense, but like yeah. give the person the option. Well, you know, and so like, you know, I'll just be a greedy sci-fi pig about this game, you know, but that <laughs> it would be cool to, and you bring up something I've not really thought too much about is when you fast travel, you graph and you do the, you know, the, the same fast travel that exists in almost every sci-fi, some jumping through space, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that exists Some kind of grab, they use this, it's all sci-fi uses about the same terminology, you know, and they'll go into it sometimes and explain that it's not the ship moving, space is moving and blah, 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 and wormholes. And, you know, I love that stuff, but that's <laughs> not the point. I do think it would be cool if you fast travel, um, you've warped through space and you end up on this planet in front of you. You have a dogfight, you fight the dogfight and then you're like, ah, I'm going, you know, I'm going to land on this planet. It would be really cool just to point your fucking ship towards the planet, thrust and go and bre break atmosphere and right. fucking land that bitch. That would be really cool. Now, how much and more does that take away or how hard is that to implement? I don't know. I don't know. But don't again, know. like having the ability to do so would be, would do nothing but elevate this game. As long like, as you have the, the option. Because right, I could yeah. see if you don't, if I could you don't see want it also to, getting monotonous also, as fuck. Exactly. That's also, I can see that point of view too. Yeah. Right. But make it an option. That's the thing. It's like, just because there is a player base that's out there and says that, you know, this 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 map is so huge, why do I want to spend all my time in the transition phases where I'm just traveling from one place to another? Valid point. Right. But 
also, why not have the ability to spend all your time in the transitional phases traveling from one well, place to another? Well, and I definitely another? think, so if you can, like I said, I don't know the scale of these planets. So, I mean, I know what they look like and they look like a planet, but realistically, mm -hmm. if you land, and this is what Polly was trying to ask on, you know, at dinner. So if you land on the planet, can you just literally roam the entire planet? And if so, how big is that planet? Because here's what yeah. I would like, here, if I had a um, thing to add, not even if you can't, Let's say they have to keep those on like a, you know, like, okay, like separate loading screens. So like there's a reason why there's a load screen between doors into buildings and blah, blah, blah. And then from this lift off to space, there's a reason for that, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yep. because of processing and all the shit that I don't know the details to. But this would be cool. So let's say you do lose the transition from space to landing. Mm -hmm. But it would be really nice if you could still fly your ship around the planet once breaking atmosphere and landing. Or getting, you know, what if your your transition wasn't to landing, but to just be in atmosphere? Yeah. So, so my uh, yeah my best and then guess, you choose to land or fly around. Right. My best guess is the fact is the the fact that no matter what you point your cursor to on the planet, what you're getting loaded to is a map representation of what that planet is supposed to be. Now. They may be doing um, some, uh, let's say, uh, on-the-fly generation of the world, like the as you land into it. So, like every planet, you like you said, you can pick almost any point on the planet to land in, right? Like you've tried a couple different points, so you can pick mm -hmm. wherever, and you just land there. So, what they may be saying is, based on where your your cursor's pointed. We know that these elements, this flora, this fauna is supposed to be in this location. So we're going to procedurally generate the map uh, that you're going to land in. And then they're going to procedurally generate it. And you're just landing in a map. The map is probably limited space. And so you will never be able to run outside of that map. Uh, that's my best guess as to exactly what's happening. That's my only reasoning that I could think as to why they would even ever have a cutscene between transferring be between space and to a planet is because they have to render that at that point in time. Right. That's, and that's what I was kind of, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah, that's, I think not only is it a lot to render, but so that's, so that'll be my next test. I think what I'll do is I'll, I'll land somewhere and I think I'll just see how far you can travel on foot away from your ship and what that looks like. Yeah. Because I am curious about the, you know, the, because I've ran pretty far. I mean, a thousand meters for sure. Mm -hmm. um, just cause I only know that from my scan bar showing me where my ship's at to where I'm at, you know? Yeah. yeah I, would, I would like to see how, how big each planet really is. Or maybe I'll look, look into that because I am curious. You know, I don't know. Pick some fuck off thousand. place in the middle of nowhere and start yeah. running towards the nearest city and see if you make it. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, nothing but time. Yeah. Either way, dude. Like I said, this is uh, do will they do better in the future? Probably. The difference between and I compare this a lot to something that I did play a lot of, which is like Mass Effect. Most okay, and even like Star Wars games. Like a lot of Star Wars games are very linear. Mass Effect was a very non-linear kind of guided storyline way way more guided than this not as non-linear as this mm -hmm. um but so if you were to compare the two i'd say this is like 35 percent storyline 65 percent exploration maybe those numbers might actually be a little bit off whereas yeah. mass effects more like 65 70 percent storyline 30 percent exploration mm. you can still choose where you want to go but you don't have a thousand fucking planets a lot of planets you can't on mass effect 
people can say whatever they want, but most planets you go to and other, you can't land on every planet. Yeah. You can't even get close to land on every planet. You might go to a star, a solar system with a star and there might be six planets around this star. You maybe can only land on one, if any. I mean, yeah. hmm. so, you know, the, I don't, I didn't like research to see how many you actually land on and they have different environments and they're cool, but they're not, they're not like this. Hmm. So that game's way more storyline driven than this is. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm here for the, what this game is. Do I think the future will be better? Do I think eventually as we get, we become old men and we're in nursing homes and we get to play video games. Do I think that we're like, <laughs> we will fucking take a ship and there will be no train. There'll be no load screen between. Will we just fly to another planet and go through the atmosphere? I fucking hope so. That'll be sweet. But for now, I think this game's great. Like this game is great. I don't think that it's a perfect 10. I'll go ahead and give you that little teaser now i don't think it's a solid 10 because i have ran into some issues you talked to you about that like mm-hmm. audio overlay issues and that it is kind of clanky on the inventory thing switching from guns and stuff i'm yeah. just biased because it's got so much of the things i am passionate about that i can overlook a lot of the little little flaws yeah yeah i mean that's that's a fair point um like it, I, I said in the beginning, like this is um, a style of game that I've always appreciated. Bethesda's uh, RPGs are something to behold if you're an RPG player. I mean, they do them like no other. Uh, there's a reason why every franchise that they have put out, as far as RPGs go, is a successful franchise. I don't know of one that's failed. So like they just yeah. keep knocking them out. Um, this is going to probably be another one. Is there room for criticism? Of course, uh, with everything. Um, also, it's one that's open for modding already, and people are doing it. And I, it leads this me down that it. path of, well, here you go, Skyrim Part 2. Fucking people are already on it, like looking on how they can start doing things, and then they're just going to pull that stuff back into the, the live game, just like what they did with Skyrim, because Bethesda's not a bunch of fucking is- idiots. You know, they know what people are doing. They see the, the player feedback. They will incorporate it, you know, and they'll update the service eventually at some point in time. And, you know, a lot of these things that you may have gripes about now will end up getting being incorporated. Will they improve everything like the, you know, uh, interstitials between, you know, space flight and those stuff? Probably not. But, you know, they'll probably nail a lot of the but- stuff that we're talking about. Shotgunning a review out of this is uh, any Bethesda game. Even I mean, Fallout had issues early on. The first, like Fallout Three, had a lot. Vegas, New Vegas had a shit ton of issues right out of the gate. Yeah, um, that people were freaking out about. New Vegas almost had issues on like Cyberpunk level. Yeah, there was people losing their fucking minds over the the problems with New Vegas. But <laughs> here's the thing: if I've learned anything, these games have longevity like no other. Yeah, P- people will be finding stuff and playing this game and playing it on other consoles. I could see Starfield, maybe it won't last as long as Skyrim, but Skyrim also lasted over 10 years. So, like, if this game's still being played five, six years from now, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, sir, I think we've come to that point. Uh, I've kept myself contained, but <laughs> i am done nothing but for the last two weeks think about every moment I can find to turn this game on and play. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Oh, yeah. And, I, I mean, I was really into Zelda, and I'm – I mean, I'm equally, if not more, excited to play this game. That's that's pretty cool. Like that, the fact that we can have two games that are this exciting back to back is is really just really torn. pretty cool, man. Dude, torn to play what to play, torn. Yeah, and there's I was looking at games. 
you know, we kind of talked up the game pass earlier. And I was, dude, I was looking at other games like, you know, that we could do down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, for pairings, because we haven't, I'm going to let you tell your story about the thousand different beers you brought back, but we'll get to that <laughs> one at the end of this episode. Um, but dude, I was looking at like games to pair. Dude, we still have that Star Wars, sur- like Survivor game. I mean, there's a bunch. Yeah. I was like, still interested. You brought up the one you want to do as a family. Um, so Fall Guys is, uh, yeah, yeah I think dude. something that would be fun. It's a family fun game. Um, we have a ton of fun playing that game here in the house with just the kids. I think that'd be cool to review. Yeah. So there's, yeah. So I mean, so there's like, you know, there's all those things out there coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm stoked, man. I'm, it's going to be hard to even transition from this to the next game we do. I, yeah. these games are like, just going to be still here, ready to play. I, like I said, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm going to try to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, this is always like the hard part about doing this thing is like having to stop playing a game that you really like playing. I think Assassin's Creed honestly took this spot last year this time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely understand, man. Well, do we want to do the thing then? We can do the thing. Yeah. Let's do the damn thing, sir. Let's All hear right. your score on Starfield, uh, which I think I don't. I never really got a gauge on how excited you were for this game to come out. I think I was obviously 10 times more excited than you, but I don't, maybe I could be wrong. You hide you were, emotions. <laughs> you were definitely, <laughs> you were definitely way more excited for me uh, than me for this game to come out. Uh, uh, I, I don't know why I wasn't as excited for this game to come out. I, I guess just because uh, I'm typically not as enamored with space stuff um, in general, like it, Space games don't really grab me. Um, not anything against them. It's just they don't typically hold a soft spot in my heart. It's not like one of my games, you know. Like I'm a I'm a fantasy guy, <laughs> dude. I was. That's what I just had this conversation so, with my stepson, dude. Yeah. I always was a Lord of the Rings, Hobbit, Dungeons and Dragons, Baldur's Gate. Give me dragons. Give me dude, spells. Baldur's that has Gate been three my, is out, man. I, we should I know. do that. Dude, what? <laughs> I got time for all this shit, dude. I've heard such good things about it, too. I know. So have I. Oh, like, that's, fuck. That's all I hear is good things about that game. Yeah, maybe we'll look at so it at amazing. Christmas time. Um, but anyways, yeah. Talking to him, dude, That's I get what you're saying. I like weirdly, though, grew out of that. It's so strange to me because if you'd have asked me, I don't even know, like back on Skyrim days, like, would you want this but in space? I'd have been like, that'd be all right, but come to Dragonborn. Are you kidding me? Like... I just, I don't know what happened, dude. The older I get, the more t- I want I, space sci-fi stuff, dude. Just fascinates the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, you know, you and a lot of people, it's not, it's not just you. Um, I'm not going to say that this game didn't uh, grab me. I guess it just didn't have the kind of hype uh, for me coming into it, but being the game that it is, it definitely lived up to um, what I was expecting it to be when I got onto it. Um, you know, like I said, it's a very Bethesda game. Like you get into it and it feels like fucking Bethesda, like just dropped its nuts in your mouth, man. It's, it's <laughs> like, uh, it, that it's a, it's a stamp that they have on a way that they do um, character models, design uh, everything. Um you know, I didn't write down any number before this, uh, so this is really off the top of my head. Uh, but this is a game I really enjoyed playing. I, I could get, just get lost playing this game 
much like I get lost playing Fallout. It's the same kind of vibe. Um, and Vi- Fallout doesn't fall into my normal categories either, but Fallout's one of my favorite franchises ever. It is literally one of my favorite games. So um, with this game, I'm, I'm there are enough bugs in places in which they I think that they div- didn't live up to what they were claiming they were going to do. Um, that I'm going to have to say it's a solid 8.9. Like it's a game you should go get. It's a game that everybody should play, but it's not a perfect game. Um, it, it has some drawbacks. The UI is one of the biggest drawbacks of the game. Like the, the, the game play itself is great, but just trying to manipulate the UI to see your inventory, see your character skills, you know, see your spaceship, see whatever else you want going on about it. it it's just, it's not well done. Um, and that is one thing that's very interesting compared to how they do most everything else. Like everything else is usually pretty well laid out. This one is just not. I don't know, they have this like four quadrant grid thing that's a fucking pain in the dick. Dude, and they it's funny too, because I think they're, I think what they think they're doing is like simplifying things. It's just because there's a lot going on there, but they try to put this like paint job on it that makes it simple. Yeah. But they did the same thing in Skyrim. I didn't. I wasn't a fan of Skyrim's either. Yeah. It's a list on the left side that says like six things, and you just click on like. I didn't care for Skyrim's either. The only thing, cool thing about Skyrim was how you pick your talent points. I like how it goes up in the star constellations. That yes. was cool. Yeah. But the rest of it was fucking st- how you pick your spells were just in a list randomly. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was right. not yeah. random, but you know what I mean? It was just like, a, it was really stupid. And then you could hotkey certain ones. You had to mm-hmm. set them out. You could hotkey. So I always thought that was a problem with Skyrim too. But again, I love the game so much. I wasn't going to complain about it, but that is kind of a weird thing that I think they have issues with is their, their thing from, inventory to gameplay and the user interface for the inventory especially it just doesn't make a lot of sense no. you look at something like hogwarts legacy it's a yeah. better they do a better job of it and that games that's the first time they've ever done that you know what i mean like right you know i'm not saying hogwarts legacy was perfect with that stuff either but no it's just they have a different inventory management system and it's like they they didn't bother to get anybody they never bothered to really get anybody to come in and look at it from that perspective on their games. They just kind of say, hey, we have this system. Let's plug it in here. The best one they've did was Fallout. Yeah. The Pip-Boy. Sure. The Pip-Boy for Fallout of, has been like yeah. the, the thing, you know. Yeah. Mostly because the transition of looking down at your Pip-Boy and that's how you go into your inventory was yeah. such a like unique way. Um, yeah. But it, so it made sense. It. Yeah. Right. It, it just completely made sense there. Which why this, they not? They should have. See, and I would have. I'm sure someone would have complained. They should have copped that on this and did some kind of like space watch. Well, it's supposed to be something on your watch, right? Like, so you get the watch from Constellation or whatever. It's supposed to be something on your watch. And it's like, none of that shit ever fucking works right. It's like, that. okay, I get it. It's supposed to be the Pip-Boy. The Pip-Boy is just fucking better, man. Bring back the Pip-Boy. Or or bring (laughs) back the transition of you looking at your watch because it doesn't even do that. No, it doesn't even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I don't know, but I mean, and then we also talked about like, you don't get a localized map is the other big thing. Yeah, that was my big hit on it. That was my biggest hit on it. You get, you get all of these huge maps. I can see the universe. I can see the fucking universe, but I can't see where the story is across the street to go sell my shit. Yeah. Like what the hell is this? Right. right. I have, dude, that is, that is my number one. I could almost give this game a 10. I could get damn close. If they had it, because I could look past a lot of the little shit. Um, 
that mini map thing drives me fucking bananas. Yeah. Why? And I'm not, look, no one's saying like, give everything to us being my greedy sci-fi pig that I am. I'm saying all, if I, unco- let me, do I have to unlock the map first? That would be fine. But right, you can't do me- that. You go into a fucking base, a, a cave, anything. You have no idea if you've cleared it out. And for someone that's like a completionist, which I don't talk about being a completionist, but I definitely have tendencies of that. And one of them is clearing places. Yeah. I like to clear in a strategic way left or I do counterclockwise if given the option to clear and I clear shit every time counterclockwise. It's like a hardwired into me. You can't fucking really do that because you don't know where you've been and haven't been because there's no goddamn mini map. Yeah. 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 It's man. Even if it was just a map, I had to bring up a periodically and it couldn't be a mini map something, but they don't even have something to see that. I've If I've, To give you, you have no way other than your view of where you're standing. You have no scope or way to tell what where you've been and how far things are away and if you've been somewhere already on that mini-map. Yeah. Like I said, it's very frustrating to know if you've been in a room or not because you can't see, you know, directionally if you've, oh, okay, I, I came from there, so that's the room I must have just been in based off that. You know, your brain puts together the pieces, but you have no way to view the pieces. Yeah. It's kind of frustrating. It's like this: the, they think the scanner is supposed to solve all those problems because it automatically brings up arrows and points you to your next objective and shit. It's like that's that's not good enough, man. I, I still want to know right. about the environment. Right. I'm not. Uh, that's like you ever seen Donnie Darko? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like the Donnie Darko glow thing, like leading you to your fate. <laughs> Guess what? I'm not going that way. I'm actually need to go sell my shit because I'm over fucking encumbered. <laughs> exactly. But I can't remember if that was. Where that was, <laughs> I can't see. There's no markers, dude. It, that's why I think maybe that's part of why I left New Atlanta so quick. I thought yeah. things would get better because I was so frustrated about where the fucking shop was at because I couldn't find anything. Yeah, no, like so. The thing I got used to ne- realizing was that shop. My only shop I have is the Trade Authority kiosk that is right at the spaceport of every spaceport you land at. There is one. There should be a Trade Authority kiosk there. We can go sell your shit. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. As soon as I land, sell my shit. That, that's yeah. just make it a habit. So I don't know. You ready for mine, sir? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Well, I don't have to talk about a whole lot because I mean, I can. I'm giddy as fuck. I'm ready to go back in a spaceship and fly around and see what Dude, I, can I, find. I am too. As, as much as I said about it, I, I still am. I still think yeah. it's a good game. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like you give it a bad score, 8.9. No. By, um, yeah, by no means. Mine's a 9.5. Good. That's awesome. And I think that uh, I don't know why I feel the need to bring this up, but I just want to solidify. I 100% believe that Zelda um, Tears of the Kingdom is a 10. All right. I think as a sequel I, and everything, I mean, I think that is a perfect game. And that should tell everybody a lot because I fucking love Starfield. Yeah. But I'm, I can pick out things that are a big enough issue that even a bias like mine, I have to bring up. And that mini map's one of them. I told so, you about that the other day. That's... That's one of my fucking knocks on this game. That's why it's a 9.5. My Zelda score was a what? 9.2. I think that was, so, I mean, I rated it higher. Yeah, it was 9.2. So it was higher than this game too. So, I mean, I think there was fewer, there are to me, fewer issues with Zelda than there are with this game, even though I still don't believe that Tears of the Kingdom could be, should be a standalone game. I really truly do not believe it should be a standalone game. I think it should be a a DLC that they sold you, but it's part of the really hard for me to view that game as anything other than a sequel. I mean, I get what you're saying, 
um, about this. Like if they would, that's a pretty fucking big add on. Cause it changed the whole world map quite a bit, but they the changed Zelda, it because they had to, because yeah. they fucked it up. Well, that's story the line reason storyline wise too, though. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. So the cataclysm fucks everything up, but it, we won't have to go. We don't have to go down that. I'm just saying that like, it would be hard for me to give that. I, I, I don't know if that game was its own game and one breath of the wild didn't exist. They just released and the storyline made sense. They just released tears of the kingdom as a standalone game. I think I'd still give it a 10. So I guess I can't really prove one way or the other. That's hard. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't, yeah, know, I don't to, know. I don't know how to judge that now because the first one does exist and I did play it. And I do feel like most sequels suck. I feel like agreed. They, they, because they try to listen to everybody and they keep what they think's good and they, they get rid of what's bad. I mean, mass effect did it. Mass effect got better. Um, mm-hmm. and some games do that, but breath of the wild to follow that game up. And I know you're like, well, it's cause it's practically the same game. I get what you're saying, Yeah, but they, did, like, they, they didn't did change re- anything. They, they just did the same thing again. I feel like they again. did. I feel like they recreated a bunch of different abilities and different things. But you're, yeah, you're right. I, the same I thing. get what you're One saying. One more time. Yeah. So good. So <laughs> I mean, why, I'm not saying it's, it's bad. bad bro, again, I rate it 9.2. It. I could argue not saying that it's too. bad. It's just, it is had the they, same game again. Had they did change it and make it a different game, I don't think I'd rate, give it a fucking 10. Because they Agreed. Well, it's I'm, fixed. There's nothing I'm else not to fix. saying that's a wrong <laughs> thought process. I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, no, mine's I, mine's nine point five. I'll get off that because we could be on that horse for a while. All right, you will believe it's a ten, or we can't fucking talk anymore on a podcast. <laughs> nah, I'm cool with that. Um, let's get to this brew. I'm going to read a little bit of what I found, then I'm going to go ahead and do a shout out real quick to say uh, thank you, Brew Public, because that's where I pulled this from. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't find anything about this except for by other uh, websites. Other people, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to read. They have a whole... Actually, I think I will read some of it. Let me go back to that. I wasn't going to, but I am going to. So, when we, I, like I said, I just recently discovered this. These were both from Oregon, and we found them in Colorado, so that's cool. But um, I'm just going to read a little bit off there, this Brew Public site. Uh, this is the third collaboration we've done with Fort George, says Ecliptic Owners and Brewmaster John Harris. I think they make super beer, and I'm excited to work with Chris and his team. That's me. I'm just kidding. Um, at our first meeting, Chris proclaimed, let's make a big uh, make a big black IPA. After mulling around with some ideas, I came up with making it in the cold IPA style. John continues, as far as we know, this is the first black cold IPA ever made. So that's interesting news. Hmm. I don't know. He said he's kind of alluding to the fact that it may not be true, but he thinks it's true. Uh, black IPA was a popular style around 2012, 2013. We think it's time to make a tasty beer with black color, a touch of roast and a big, bold citrus and tropical dry hop character, which is what you talked about. Um, Ecliptic and Fort George Black Cold IPA will be released in 60 ounce cans and draft throughout Ecliptic Brewing's distribution network on January 18th. There is a release event scheduled the same day, starting at the Moon Room at 5 p.m., which is their um, their lounge, and I think it has food, if I'm not mistaken. Visit Ecliptic's website or Facebook event page for up to details, blah, blah, blah. And then here is Ecliptic and Fort George Black Cold IPA. Brewed with our friends from Astoria's Fort George Brewery, which Astoria is the town it's in, by the way. Um, this Black Cold IPA is fermented with la- uh, locker yeast and generously dry hopped with Idaho 7, which I don't know what that is. I'm guessing that's a strand. So, it's a strain of hops. Yep. Yep. Um, Nectron and Citra, bringing citrus and tropical notes, finishing dry and crisp with a hint of roast. This beer is perfect for a chilly night of exploration in the final frontier of Starfield mm-hmm. and joining the constellation <laughs> and flying in the around. frontier. <laughs> <laughs> in the frontier. Uh, in the uh, in the actual ship. Frontier. In the actual not, frontier. Not, right, not <laughs> in it. Um, ABV seven percent. 
IBU 50. That's what I got. Yeah, and that IBU is, is pretty spot on. It is a little bit bitter, uh, but not like so light, overwhelming. Yeah. yeah, not overwhelming. So, so uh, I will, I guess that's, I forgot this is my job. I give this an 8.5. I don't even have to wait on this. This was really good. I, um, I actually wish I had more. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> That's funny you said that because I did have to give you my other can. I had, I only got one, which technically, uh, I don't, I didn't think I would need one. I wouldn't have brought more than one in here anyway. But I actually mean like, I wish I had more as in like to just randomly drink sometimes. I know that's kind of so. It's kind of just a good beer just to drink. It's a solid beer. Uh, so that's what I was doing with that orig- that other can before it got drank for me. Is I was just gonna let it sit around till. Uh, you know, uh, you're flying in the frontier and need some space collab. Yeah. I had another opportunity to drink it. Like, yeah, it was one of those ones. I just, man, it is a really, really killer, uh, beer. Um, just, uh, there's something about the black IPA style just because it's the mind bender of that, that dark color. Then you get these like citrusy, uh, piney roasty or not. and, and, And just a little hint of that roasty note in the back end. But like it just does not like it doesn't look like what you're supposed to be drinking, and it it just is. It hits you with all of that that yeah. IPA flavor. Um, but yeah, uh, for me, um, I definitely think this is a uh, you know uh, I, I think it's a definite solid eight point three. Um, uh, I I would I'm I'm sad that I can't get more of this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I don't I'm think saying. it's possible to get more of this. So no, you're right. I don't. I don't uh, that's that so that's uh, something that's unfortunate about this, and maybe a couple of the other things that we have coming up here uh, recently, or, or on the or coming up in the next few episodes. But like, um, you know, that's part of craft beer too. Like that's that's another cool thing. I think is sometimes you get limited stuff if you go out and actually look around and some things. Like, we didn't spend a whole ton on this this four-pack that we got. I think it was just a typical four-pack. was like eight bucks or whatever in, in Colorado. We just happened to see it. I can't um, remember if we saw it in the liquor store. We or, saw it in the liquor store, but I th- want to say it was like fifteen ninety nine. Was it? Yeah, it wasn't super cheap. It wasn't like the expensive stuff though either. I think it was like fifteen ninety nine or something. Well, I mean, so it I guess a little bit more expensive, but not like super not like high crazy. priced. Yeah, not, not like not, a, like not crazy, like a beer crazy. at a ball game. Yeah, so yeah. I guess a reasonable for a craft beer uh, yeah. for a four pack for a craft yeah, very beer. reasonable. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, just it's like my cooking though. You know, it's like you I just don't go right straight down and yeah, right. But like what I was getting at was you said, you know, that's kind of the fun of this craft beer stuff, especially some of it that's like this, because like those goose islands that we did, we found that fig Newton one. Oh I yeah. There, they won't do that fig Newton one again. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. You know, for they sure. do a different, every time they do a seasonal, they just do something new as a yeah, as different a, flavors. Yep. So that's how my cooking goes is I don't measure anything out. And my wife's been telling me forever, like write the shit down that you <laughs> do. Because sometimes it's really freaking good. Like yeah. I, I cook like an old lady from like the early 1900s, bro. Like I just buy with my love and my soul. I don't know what these... I got in the cabinets. I ain't know what I got tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm just going to cook what I got today, dude. But I'm telling you what, everybody seems to like it. <laughs> what? I like, mean, yeah, I mix some crazy shit, but it comes out good. Yeah. 
what's that Futurama episode? I'm only tying that in because that's kind of space in Futurama. But there's that episode where Bender's just putting uh, heroin and everything. So they're like, this <laughs> it's, they think his food's delicious. They're like obsessed oh, with it. Yeah. And it ends up being they try it when there's not heroin in it. And it's like, right. they're like, it's like nasty as fuck. Like, yeah. Dude, that episode's great. I love Futurama. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So are you ready? We, yeah. we got our scores. So we were, I was a little bit higher on both than you, but not a lot. Um, great fun episode. I would say that I wish I could put more energy into this audio because I absolutely love this game. I cannot express that enough. I think I really want people to give it a chance. And the people that don't like it, I wish maybe if it's not your jam, it's not your jam. And that might just be like Bethesda style itself could not be your jam. And I would get that. Um, but this is also one of the things I think if you give it some time, I don't think this is something that you can play an hour of and really have an idea of what this game is. Yeah, no. Other than knowing it's Bethesda. <laughs> like, you know that yeah. in, t- in 10 seconds. But right. the first time someone talks to you, you know, on there. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but sir, we have next. If you're ready, let's do this. Yeah. So let's let's talk about it. Okay. So how do we want to do this? How do, how do you want to introduce this? Uh, well, I'm going to read this part and then you're going to tell me where this came from. Cause I don't know shit about it. I have a little, I have a little thing on here. I'm ready. Okay. So did you, so, did you look up the place it came from and stuff like that? I, I, I didn't. That's why I was going to mention the name of it. I have what beer, we're, what beer we're doing next, but then I was going to say, you can talk about it if you want to, and you can go as detailed as you'd feel like. All you right. Can say found it on your trip or you can say where or how you enjoyed it or whatever. I don't really care, but yeah. Guys, it's we're a little behind because we've been massively busy and someone's been on a trip and all kinds of stuff. And mm-hmm. I slack and all that kind of shit. So next time on the monologues, we're starting our three-part Halloween series for the third year in a row. Do you know how crazy that is to say? <laughs> that is insane to me. It's a three-peat, man. Three-peat. We <laughs> we're going. We're going with it. And so we got to really hammer down and get these squeezed in. And we're doing a little bit different this year because I don't know how we'll do the final one. If we will do any kind of voting process like we've done in the past, I, that might've just got deferred because Z has been begging for this little nightmare. So goddamn long. <laughs> and I actually watched the trailer. I'm more actually more impressed with it than I thought I was going to be. I don't know if you've watched the trailer on it. I, I did. Bought we, it. we did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm more interested in it now to see it as a unique style of game that offers some little scary scenes. It's not your, your normal thriller, jump scare it seems very all oh, those side scroller indie games that get real popular there's like the um oh i know you know what i'm talking about the man i can't even think of the name of it there's like a couple like lunar something they're like real popular like really like storyline driven side scrolling weird um interactions with and there's and there's like the string ravel unravel also Oh, okay. So I know, yeah, like the the unraveled. Yes, uh, there's yeah. several of those that remind me of how this one works because you go from 2D side scroller type, yeah, and then using different ways to like move across the level to mm-hmm. like more of a three dimensional tilted view. There's a very it's a very weird vibe when I watch the trailer for this game, but yeah. So we're gonna do Little Nightmares two. Uh, skipping over the first one, all for Z, because I asked him and that's what he wants us to do. So all right. <laughs> if this wasn't the third year in a row of him asking, I wouldn't have said yes, but I like literally can't get him to stop. So he's whatever. That's fine. I'll do it for him, man. He, that's, that's fine by me. Um, and then we're pairing that with, uh, let me see here. Live Oaks Oktoberfest. Yeah. So and this I is have no idea about this brew. So 
So this is a, so Live Oak Brewing is a brewer out of Austin, Texas. Uh, this is a brewer, uh, a brewer that we went to on our trip to uh, the Austin, uh, Austin area. Um, so I'll, I guess I've, I've got pulled up their about page. Um, so I'll go ahead and read, I guess, a little bit from that. Kind of like what we typically do. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. I so, mean, just you don't have to go super detailed. You can give that more next time, but d- at least give ideas. Like, well, I would, I actually would rather so, hear how you came upon this. So really this is all based on, so I have, we have another, uh, another buddy, uh, uh, who is, uh, we, we do a, a, a cute little beer podcast <laughs> here. Uh, this, this gentleman enjoys beer on another level than, than you or I. And then he has friends who enjoy beer on another level than he, even he does. Um, so like, we're not experts is what we're saying. Yeah. Well, we're, well, we're we, amateurs. Yeah. Amateurs. Well, we definitely like craft beer. There is levels to this game of enjoying and understanding what craft beer really is. And he is one of those people that has reached the next level and then, then he's introduced me to others that have inter, uh, that have entered the the next level, the premiere. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, Nick Nick brought us out to Live Oak Brewing. Um, it's one of the best brewers in Austin. Um, they've been highly rated for like the past ten years. Um, been in operation since like 1997. Uh, we had a few different beers while we were out there from their stuff. I don't know that I had their Oktoberfest. Um, tried to stay away from a lot of the fest beer stuff while we were out there. Cause I know I'd be bringing a b- bunch of that stuff back. Um, uh, but did have, um, I want to say their, uh, big bark, um, which is an amber, um, and, uh, some of their other stuff's really good. Um, so yeah, just one of the, one of the top rated brewers that we went to. That was kind of like the entire Texas trip, man. Like we went around to almost like, I want to say three or four uh, breweries every single day for That's awesome. about a week. Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> if it wouldn't have worked out, if it worked out different on timing, I absolutely would have tried to go on that for sure. <laughs> Since that's, you said the spot opened up, I absolutely, if, I, if it was just like the worst timing for me. I know. I, um, yeah, it, I, you know, I wish it wouldn't have ended up working out that way so that we would have had a little bit more notice. So you would have been able to go, but yeah, man. for sure. But that's okay. There'll probably be another one. And you're right. We so we're like two notches above the guys pounding bush light in the back. Yeah, we're like two notches above that, and it makes it sound from what I hear from you, these guys are four or five or six plus levels above us. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. I feel like I don't know anything that I I'm talking about when I when I'm around Nick and them. Uh, when I'm around Nick's buddy Brandon, I feel like I know even less. I mean, these are guys that go to breweries, uh, uh, breweries, and they camp out like overnight uh, for new releases and shit. Right. So, like, I don't do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not on that level yet. Uh, no, probably never will be for me. But yeah, maybe. probably not. But like, I mean, you know, some of the stuff that I've tasted from stuff that they brought back is uh, probably some of the best beer I've ever had in my life. Changing your tune a little, maybe you will go camp out. <laughs> I mean, potentially, or I may just wait for them to, you know, share Bring a bottle. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, so there are some pluses to us, though. That uh, you know, we we may not be on that level of knowledge, and I get that. I'll I'll literally bow to that all day long. Yeah. But I do like that the longer we've done this, um, not necessarily that our knowledge has grown immensely, but our not only our flavor like profile, like our um, interest has changed. But if you think about this, dude, we've tried beer from like all over now. I mean, we've really, yeah, 
You've brought it from Texas. We uh, we got beer from Oregon that we didn't know we were getting from Oregon. We, you right. know, Colorado, the shit that they sent to me, we tried stuff from New York. Yep. I still think back to that Empire Brewing that I got. That was really good, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there's, we've gotten a trial all over the place. That's pretty cool. And and I think that's kind of one of the things that I want to keep doing, you know, as we continue, as I can uh, continue taking vacations and stuff. Like one of the things I want to try to do is hit up a few brewers and stuff as I go out there and just try to see what I can bring back and find, you know? Well, sir. Let's just put this on paper. I think we need to do the St. Louis train trip. There are some motherfuckers out there too that know how to brew. Just saying, dude, like in yeah. St. Louis, they think they about do this. Have some of the best. Take a train down for a weekend and try some breweries, and maybe even record while we're there. Just take yeah. a little laptop, just do it there. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool, man. Uh, I'm down. I'm definitely up for it. But yeah, no, I think it. we got to get that planned. Dude, let's fucking do it. Why not? Let's just do it. <laughs> All right. I got PTO to burn. Well, I'm going unless I unless Starfield eats it. <laughs> Starfield might eat it. I don't know. Yeah. All right, sir. Well, if you're ready to wrap this baby up, I love this. This is like I said. I'm I'm only want to get off this so quick, so maybe I can go play or something. So. All right. <laughs> so, guys, space exploration. Um, all my favorites from the expanse the books the stories expeditionary force star wars star trek mass effect i could go on and on i do think starfield got its own place and i think it's going to continue to grow and have its own place in my heart so with that being said please try it out and so if you like drinking or you like gaming join us next time on the monologue